shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The good news in shoes This is the Good News Station WCNO Palm City Charles Stanley recalls how his mom taught him to trust God in hard times. And I can remember how many times she and I would get down by the bed and pray. And being a kid, I was a little frightened. So, Mom, what are we going to do? Here's what she'd say. We're going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. I didn't have any idea exactly oftentimes what that meant or how that, would, how that would happen. And listen, over and over and over again, I saw God meet need after need in my ear still rings. We're just going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. We're just going to trust God. You know what she was doing? She was passing on to me by her lifestyle, by her difficulty, by her hardship, her trials, and the way she responded to them, she was passing on to me this message. You trust God no matter what. You trust God when you can't see your way clear. You trust Him when everything looks dark. You trust Him. Charles Stanley on In Touch, teaching from a lifetime of walking with God. In Touch is heard at 8.05 a.m. and p.m. Monday through Friday here on WCNO. West of Old England, a WCNO corporate underwriter, has the best in equestrian and western wear from head to toe for both horse and rider. They are your Wrangler, Pro Rodeo, and Horseman headquarters with an expanded woman's department. Also an expanded boot department with Georgia, Justin, and Wolverine boots. West of Old England is located in the Bruner Plaza, 650 Southeast Monterey Road, halfway between US-1 and Canner Highway. West of Old England. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. God will give you a place to start. And it ain't always going to start with a big payload. It begins with a mustard seed moment. It begins when you take a step of faith in something small. When, 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 when you looked at it and you reached out and you grabbed it and you, and you laid hold of it and it didn't look all that very big then. It was a little tiny thing, but it was your little tiny thing. It was your little opportunity that God just opened the door up and said, this is what I'm calling you to. Hmm? And the moment you laid hold of that thing by faith, breakthroughs begin to take place. Growth begins to take place. And something mighty begins to transform, not only in your life, but in the lives of those people that you've been called to. Listen to me. Players in the game, players in the kingdom of God are looking for opportunities. They're looking for opportunities. They're looking for the enemy to fumble the ball. They're keeping their eye open for an interception. When it looks like the enemy's about to score another touchdown, they're watching, they're running, they're on, the, they're on guard, and they look for the fumble so they can pick it up and score when the enemy least expects it. Those are people that are looking for opportunities, amen? Those are people that are looking to take over and take the kingdom of darkness back. They're looking to dominate the field. How many of you know God has ordained you for something? It's called dominion. He gave man dominion over this world. And for 6,000 years, we've let the devil have dominion over us. So what are you talking about? I'm telling you, God has ordained you to have dominion. My God. 
But the truth is, most of us miss small opportunities looking for the big breaks. We're always looking for our ship to come in. And half the time, we're down at the train station. Hmm? Zechariah 4.10 says this, Do not despise the day of small beginnings. What do you mean? You want me to clean the church? Well, yeah. Clean the church. God knows it needs it. Pick up a broom, amen? Are you asking me to stand at the church? Are you asking me to get here 10 minutes early? You know I show up a half hour late already, Pastor. You want me to be 10 minutes early? And you want me not just to be early, but you want me to stand at door and, and hug people and greet them and give them a bulletin? Yeah! <laughs> it's fun. Amen? Hmm. I don't know about that. I'm called to preach. God has called me to preach, and I'm waiting until he opens up the door for me to step in to the anointing on my life. You still be waiting then. Keep on waiting. You will be waiting a long time. Amen? Did you know that Joshua began his ministry as Moses' personal assistant? Joshua was a nobody. He was Moses' little lackey. Hmm? He was right there. Moses said, hold this. Yes, sir. Don't say a word. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, Moses went to a mountain one time. He told Joshua, he said, stand at the bottom of the mountain. I'm going to go up and pray. Wouldn't even let him go up the mountain and pray with him. And not only that, he said, if a wild beast comes, a bear or a lion, take care of it for me so I can pray. In other words, let it eat you so I'm not disturbed while I'm praying. Hmm? Come on, I'm talking about small opportunities, amen? Most people in the church will say, well, I'm not staying here while he's praying. Who does he think he is? What is he doing? But how many know Joshua saw that as an opportunity in his life? He saw it as an opportunity. How many know Elijah looked at Elisha, and he threw his mantle over him, and he said, hey, you come with me. He didn't beg him. He didn't command him. He, he didn't go pray for three weeks. He didn't fast for a month to decide whether he wanted Elisha in his ministry with him. He just threw it over and he said, you come with me. And guess what? Elisha went with him. In other words, Elijah gave him a small opening and he stepped right through the opening. He went. He didn't wait. He didn't hesitate. He said, this is my opportunity. I'm going to seize my opportunity. Amen. The Bible says that when Elijah opened the door to Elisha, that Elisha went out in the field, broke his plows, busted them up into pieces, built an altar, and then the oxen that used to pull the, the, the plow, he killed them, slit their throats, threw them on the altar, and sacrificed them to the Lord. He didn't leave anything to come back to. Hmm? In other words, I'm going to go all the way with you, God. I'm going all the way with this opportunity. And it has to work because if it don't work, I ain't got nothing to go back to. Listen to me this morning. Some of us have not come to our breakthrough moment in life because we're holding on to the old plow. We're keeping it for a backup plan. We're saying, well, if this don't work out, I can always fall back on that. Hmm? I can always get my plow. Can I just tell you this today? Players in the kingdom are just crying out for opportunity. Opportunity. Opportun Somebody say Opportunity. You know, I thank God for the staff here. we got 18 people on paid staff in this ministry. I thank God for them. But how many know more than them being paid staff? It is an opportunity. It is an opportunity to change people's lives. You can come down here Monday through Friday and see what we're doing down here. Blow your mind. God has given us an opportunity. 
There's a few people on staff, they'd come for no money. I know they would. They'd say, well, I'm just going to do it and trust God. He'll take care of me. We got people like that. I'm telling you right now, we got people like that. Amen? But we're not going to get to our breakthrough moment if we don't leave stuff behind and seize the opportunity. Later on in the story, Elisha goes, gets through the school of the prophets and, and he learns all this stuff about being a prophet and he's following Elijah and Elijah gets to, to the Jordan and he says, Elisha, you stay over there by the Jordan. Elisha said, no, I'm going to follow you. I'm going where you're going. They get to Bethel and Elijah said to Elisha, he said, Elisha, you stay in Bethel. You stay right there. Elisha said, no, 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 I'm going to follow you. Elijah's going to Gilgal and he says, he says uh, Elisha, you stay there. And he says, no, 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 I'm going with you. I'm going to Gilgal. He said, no, I'm going to follow you. I'm going with you. He said, I done burned all my plows. I killed all my oxen. I ain't got nothing left to go back to. And wherever you go, I'm going. Whatever you do, I'm going to do. Because the day will come when you're going to get before the Lord. And when that day comes, I'm going to be right there to pick up where you left off. My opportunity is not leaving me behind. I'm going with the opportunity. Somebody shout opportunity. Hmm? I mean, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to a king. I'm talking about the guy that rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. He was the cupbearer to the king. That's how he started out in his ministry before he rebuilt Jerusalem. Amen? Small opportunity. You know what a cupbearer is? He's the guy that takes the king's wine and he drinks it to make sure it's not poison. Hmm? Oh, this is good. I feel fine. He did that for years before he went back to rebuild Jerusalem. Somebody in here needs to hear this today. You've got to start where you are. Quit looking for perfection. Quit looking for the large thing, for the big deal, for the great opportunity. Come on, amen. Well, I'll get it all together when, 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 when the church is ready for my anointing. No, 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 no. You'll never do anything in the church except become a complainer. You'll criticize the word being preached. You'll criticize the people at the door. You'll criticize the guy cleaning the toilet because you missed your opportunity to do it. Well, they didn't do a good job cleaning that toilet. I could do better. Well, why didn't you do it? Well, I'm going to get involved in church when I get this done in my life. There will always be something in your life keeping you from being involved. There will always be something. There'll be something on TV. There'll be something going on in your family. There'll be somebody coming in town. There'll be a reason why you got to go out of town. There will always be something to keep you from getting involved. And you will miss your opportunity. Hmm? If you keep waiting for it all to come together, it, come together, it ain't never going to happen. You just got to get started. Somebody say, I got to get started. You know, we believe in, we believe in getting water baptized. We're going we're gonna to do a water baptism soon. We believe in being completely submerged, not sprinkled. But that's the way you got to get in. You just got to jump in. You, gotta, you just got to jump in all the way. You can't just stand on the side of the riverbank going, gee, the water looks great. It seems so refreshing. And I'm so hot. I should really think about jumping in. No, just jump in. Just go. Somebody say, just go. You, just, that's the way it is in life. You just got to get in and go and say, God, wherever, whatever, I'm going, I'm doing it. Amen. I mean, the first stage of growth is when you don't know what you're doing, but you don't know that you don't know that you don't know what you're doing. You think you know what you're doing, but you really don't know. 
It's when you're confident that you can do it and you do it, but you really didn't know what you were doing when you did it. That's what God likes to do. Because it keeps you from making a mess out of it. And the Holy Ghost can use you when you're that way. God, I can do this in Jesus' name. And he's up there in heaven. Yes, you can. You can do it. My God, come on, somebody. I didn't go to pastor school, but God called me to be a pastor. Amen? So I'm confident that I can do it. And I don't always know what I'm doing. That's obvious sometimes. But guess what? It ain't me in charge. It's Jesus. Amen? I got baptized in the middle of doing what I'm doing. I jumped in. Okay, here we go. We're jumping in. Somebody say, I got to jump in. Mm. I mean, when you jump in, that's when you discover that you got gifts on the inside of you. That's when you, that's when you discover that you got more metal than you thought you had. That's when you discover that you got a little bit more courage than you thought you could ever muster up because God begins to pull and, and bend and, f- and make you flexible into this thing that he wants you to be. And you begin to do things that you never thought you could do in the first place. It's in the middle of it that God does that. That's when the miracles begin to take off. Some of us are waiting until we can get on TBN and be interviewed. Well, once they recognize who I am and put me on TBN. But listen, God's not looking for TBNers. That's not who he's looking for. He's looking for people that will take any position just to get in the game, just to become a kingdom player. They say, I don't know what I'm going to do, but Jesus is going to do something in me today. I don't know where he's taking me, but he's taking me somewhere today. Something good is about to happen to me today because Jesus lives on the inside of me. I wish somebody in here would praise the Lord this morning. Come on, amen. Come on, give him praise this morning. I heard people say, I'm just waiting on the Lord to show me your purpose. You'll never find it. You'll never find it. You find it by serving. You find it by moving. You find it by being active. You find it by walking in faith. Come on. You find it by doing something. God reveals to us. Matter of fact, you don't really know what you're passionate for until you put your hand to a few things and try it. Amen? If I had looked at a girl a long time ago when I was 18 and said, that's who I'm going to marry, she's going to be it, and I didn't check her out and never talk to her, I mean, that could have been a big mistake in my life. Hmm? I mean, sometimes it pays off to have a conversation with two or three of these girls you used to date for at least an hour to know whether or not you really want to spend your life with them. Sometimes you figure out in the middle of something that you're called to do it or you ain't called to do it. But you've got to jump in and let God use you. And many times God might not have called you to do something, but he gives you grace to do what you're doing because he's put you in that position to put you in a place of training to prepare you for what he does have for you. And he gives you the grace to do what you do.